podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Nobody. I'm not even going to say what the f*** happened. What happened? No, I'm not going to f- say it. People are blind. It's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that once polished the Queen's crown jewels while setting purple sectors on top of Purple Middleton. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze, Coldy, a.k.a. the Coldopotamus. And I was lapping up some water down by the watering hole, thinking about all the things Formula One. <laughs> also, I'm going to ask, if you see my Verme, please be very, very careful. It's a wild and dangerous thing. But also, park it on up in there. As it is the parking in my Verme show, the number one comedy F1 podcast. According to my mum, she is never wrong. It brings you all the news, opinions, discussions. Results, previews, reviews, sprint race news, love, triumph, heartache, and despair. It covers it all. F1 is like a sports star, and I'm like a Kardashian. Just smothering it. Just smothering it all. Episode 54 is here, but don't you cry. It's okay. There's a magical website, and no, 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 it's not Pornhub.com. That's not it. It's parkingitbyfairway.com, the best website on the line. All previous 53 episodes are there, ready to be downloaded. Better yet, look down at that podcast app on your phone. You see that subscribe and follow button? You see it looking at you? Teasing you? Begging you to touch it? Caress it? With just the tip of your finger? So you get to hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds two times a week. And who doesn't want that? Socials? You bet you're sweet behind. We have some socials. Ah, park it in my firm, eh? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But tonight, though, we discuss sprint racing in Formula One. Crofty's Love Files is back, baby. Cooley's top five radio messages of the season so far. Your stat of the week and much, much, much more. What a huge, colossus, gigantic show we have for you today. So grab a glass of vino, sit back, relax, light some candles, change into something a little more comfortable, or better yet, just stand there stark naked and let it all hang there. Swing low, sweet chariot, because it's time to start the show. That was a scary one. Now... We need to talk about something that happened on the last episode, episode 53 of Pimp. Perk it in my firmate for those playing at home. I know you all look up to me as some sort of demigod, some sort of saviour. 
the bringer of joy when it comes to Formula One and comedy. And, and yes, I am your source for all things Formula One. Oh, we do I know it. You subscribe, follow. Subscribe, follow, baby, baby. Link in description. Link in description. But I'm going to quote an English poet, Alexander Pope. To err is human, to forgive, divine. Now, there was a little bit of an itty-bitty error last episode. <laughs> I'm going to play it for you right now. Take a listen. In his camp, when he's strolling, take two. But with Hamilton behind at the moment, there are clearly some alarm bells going off in his camp when him... Did you pick up on that? One more time. In his camp, when he's strolling, take two. But with Hamilton behind at the moment, there are clearly some alarm bells going off in his camp when him... Okay, let's slow it right down. When he's strolling, take two. But with Hamilton behind at the... Yes, I stuffed up. It happened. I don't know what happened. Obviously, the whole team here stuffed up, really. My writers, the sound engineers, and the producers, the editors, all of them. I don't... I, sometimes I say a lot of things. Sometimes it comes out a bit gibberish, a bit rubbish. Okay. Sometimes we need to record it again. Usually they just let me go for it. But uh, I would like to trust my editing team that they're going to edit that stuff out. Team of hundreds. You think I'm doing this show by myself? You hear the quality of this show? You think that's just me? No, 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 no. It's seasoned vets. It's professionals. We put this thing together for you. To air is human. To forgive divine so my divine lovelies please forgive me as I put out that swill last episode how dare I you see me in the street please don't spit at my face please don't throw rotten fruit at me I'm just human damn it we all make mistakes I mean look at Huss look at Nicholas Latifi there's mistakes all over the place you know, giving Esteban Ocon a contract extension. What's he done since then? Mistakes, mistakes. Yeah, George. Good job, mate. Good job. So that is P11. That's P11. So go in lap. Uh, sorry, guys. I did everything I could. Was that enough today? I lot it was just too quick. Yeah, I don't apologise. That was, that was mega. That was really, really good. Good job. Now let's talk a little bit about the sprint race that's coming up this weekend. It's the first time that we've seen a sprint format in Formula One. The sprint format will be the quick race over 100 kilometers where the Sunday race grid will be determined by the order in which the sprint race finished. Something like that. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Where they finish is where they start. Yeah? So qualifying for the sprint race is going to be on Friday after FP1. And then FP2 Saturday before the sprint race itself. Then on Sunday, we have the main event, the main race. Okay, the climax, if you will. Now, 
We did get a nice little tease in Baku a month or so ago after Max's tyre exploded out there and there was a red flag and have to do a full restart of the race. And we got to see a little bit of a sprint race in action, a quick three or four laps before the end of the race. And yes, the sprint race will be going a lot longer than that, but essentially a quick race smack bang in the middle of the weekend. Oh boy. And by, by the way, did I fail to mention? First, second, and third get points in that sprint race. Oh my, that's a, that's that's amazing. That's Oh my God, that's going to change everything. Oh, F1 is saved. Hallelujah, F1 is saved. And the world is happy. Coronavirus has gone away. There's peace in the Middle East and there's glory once again. Or is there... Let's actually break down what the sprint races actually mean for the sport, whether the teams, drivers, or fans will actually enjoy it, and whether it is doomed like that stupid effing qualifying that they tried years back in Australia, that weird, weird-ass knockout qualifying thing, you remember that, where just no cars decided to go? If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up on YouTube. It is, it is the dumbest innovation ever in Formula 1. So let's break down the pros and cons of sprint racing. Okay? Pros. Does anyone know what pro actually... I actually... I was sitting there the other day thinking, oh, pros and cons, pros. What's pro... Prostitutes? No, no, no. Can't be prostitutes and convicts. That doesn't make sense. It's Latin. For and against. Pros and cons. The more you know. Anyway, pros. It's simple. There is more fucking racing. Yeah, baby. That's what we want. Give me that racing, yeah. Cons. The drivers aren't going to want to race. All right, they've got 23 races on the calendar. 22 right now. We don't know what's going on with Australia. But essentially, you're adding three more racing events in there with these three sprint races. Three more times these drivers are putting their lives at risk. Okay, three more times they're putting their health at risk, going out there trying to perform. Are you not entertained? Trying to put on a show for the masses and the masses. Right, doing everything they can. You know, they've got their, they get paid millions. A lot of these drivers, hey, hey, uh, Lewis Hamilton, 80 million two years, allegedly. So they don't want to do anything where if they hurt themselves, they miss out on this money. They hurt themselves, they're no longer racing, their career's over, or they could be dead. Drivers aren't for sprint races. Okay, okay. What about teams? Yeah, teams, surely. More exposure. Well, is there? Is there more exposure? See, the problem is they're taking away FP3, essentially. So you've got FP1 qualifying, FP2, sprint race, race. So FP3 was going to be there anyway. They're getting as many laps in as they would normally. Now there's a chance that they're going to do extra damage to the car. There's cost caps involved. Cars aren't cheap. So teams don't really like that. There's also the big thing about inconsistency. Now, apparently, penalties are going to be carried over. Time penalties, grid place penalties can be carried over from the sprint race into the race race. But we've seen time and time again where track limits in FP1 are different than track limits in qualifying and then different again in races. So are we going to have different penalties, different track limits, set out in a sprint race than there are going to be in the race race. 
See, points are becoming a bit meaningless now. Now we're just handing points out 3, 2, 1. How you finish in the race. Sort of like how the points used to be way back in the day. 10 points for first all the way through to 1. Now it's 3, 2, 1. You know, you're going to have... Why Why not? Yeah, why not just give someone 50 points? Yeah. Give them... Two-fifths of a point. All right, they've just gone with 3, 2, 1. You know who's benefiting from this? The fans. The fans. The fans are the only ones that are really getting really excited because we get some extra racing. They were going to rock up anyway. It's Silverstone. On the Saturday, they're going to be there for qualifying. On the Friday, they're going to be there because it's the opening day. They can get sloshed. Celebrate the fact that they can celebrate the fact that football might be coming home in a few years. Because it ain't coming now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, hey, no need for that. Don't be hostile. But you've got to look at it like this. What's the idea behind sprint racing? Why have we introduced it? We've introduced sprint racing because we're trying to bring the casual fans over to watch it. Not you diehards, not you guys listening to this podcast, my lovelies, my precious. Not you guys. No, no, no. The casuals. The fans that will come up to you on a Monday and then go, oh, hey, Jono, I know you love Formula Wars. Did you see that race last night, mate? Did you see that race? Where the stepper did a Hamilton and the did the 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 top? Yeah, you see that race? They're the ones that Formula One are trying to win over. They're the ones they're trying to convert into those diehards. And if they can do that, more bums on seats, more sponsorship money, drivers can get paid more. So it does have a flow-on effect. Now, will it actually work? I don't know. Our team's going to be so cautious out there that some of them might not even run. If you're in a Haas, do you just decide, yeah, we're not going to risk the car getting damaged. We're, we're just going to do one lap, pull them into the pits? Because I'd be considering that. Not great for the brand, but you know, if your car gets messed up on the Saturday, you don't want to have to spend all day Sunday trying to repair it, do you? This is what Ross Braun had to say. I think what was fascinating about Baku and the little sprint we had at the end, which was exciting... I don't think ours will be quite so aggressive. No shit. Because obviously it's over 100 kilometers, so they've got a little bit more time. But I think racing drivers will race each other in a supermarket car park with shopping trolleys if they had to. It's their nature that they want to beat each other. And there is nothing worse than them to them to be beaten by somebody. Even if you could argue the sprint is only the precursor to the main event, the race, I think they will be desperate to beat each other and shows who's the fastest and who's the strongest. I think none of us know how the drivers will behave, how conservative they'll be, and how much pressure they get from their teams to be conservative or to be aggressive. I personally am very optimistic. I think it will be a very good event, a great race. And I think the drivers will go for it. Because do we think Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton are going to have a different mindset going into the first corner? Because it's a sprint? I don't think so. But that's the that's to be established, and that's what we need to find out. That's what Ross Braun had to say. Now, look, I honestly don't really agree 100%. Do I think there's going to be moments? Of course. They're drivers. Head of the battle? Yeah, they're going for it. 
I think it's going to be a glorified parade of the Formula One cars. Sort of similar to what Monaco was this year. No overtaking, no yellow flags, nothing. They're just going to form an orderly line and just drive, 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 drive. Showing them off to the 100,000 fans or so. Ross Braun, of course, is going to be positive. He isn't going to come out and say what any intelligent person would have thought. But hey, the pro is we get more fucking racing. And now, the news. News, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. It is pimp news. Let's go, Whistleman. Do your thing. Oh, we're going to start. It's actually the Euro news. That's what it is. I've got two stories here, both relating to the Euro final. Uh, congratulations, Italy, on your win in penalties. Bad luck, England. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Living in Australia, though, it, it, it was brutal waking up that early for it. But, hey, you know, it was entertaining. But what wasn't entertaining was the events that followed. Norris was attacked. Lando Norris for McLaren was attacked after the Euro final. Did see that he did attend it. We saw all the Insta pics that he posted. Very, very nice indeed. But this statement had to be issued by McLaren afterwards. Thankfully, Lando was unharmed, but he is understandably shaken. The team is supporting Lando, and we are sure that racing fans will join us in wishing him all the best for the British Grand Prix this weekend. As this is now a police matter, we cannot comment further. In a photo that was taken, he left the stadium and posted on Norris's Instagram feed a Richard Miller watch that was visible on his wrist. The watch believed to be a limited edition in the blue and orange colors of McLaren retails for over $100,000 US. That was that was what was nicked from him. That's absolutely disgusting that that's happened. We hope that Lando Norris recovers quickly and is able to have a very, very good race on the weekend because he is, I mean, he's driver of the year. Arguably, I mean, nah, you can't put it over Verstappen, but he's having a year. He is having a year. Lewis Hamilton called out fans' racist behavior after the Euros final. He said, so much was running through my mind as I watched the final moments of the match last night. This is what Hamilton wrote on his Instagram. On one hand, I was very proud of how far we had come to be in the final and with such a diverse team and a is a huge achievement we should all be proud of. But as the players stopped uh, stepped up to take their penalties, I was worried. The pressure to deliver is felt in by every sports person, but when you are a minority representing your country, this is a layered experience. Success, for, success would feel like a double victory, but a miss feels like a twofold failure when it's compounded with racist abuse. I so badly wanted that win like all of you did, not the Italians, but for me, it was for much more the winning the Euros. It was a much bigger picture. However, the disgusting behavior by the few shows how much work that still needs to be done. I hope that this opens a conversation around acceptance. We must work together towards a society that doesn't require black players to prove their value or place in society only through victory. Ultimately, Everyone on the England team should be very proud of their achievement and how they represented us. Hey, 
They should be. Second place. Second place. Hamilton knows a bit about second place. But I, all jokes aside, I 100% am with Lewis Hamilton on this. You'd have to be a moron not to be. The, the scenes. Like, I know you guys love your football. You love your football. All right, but you guys, it's like my US fans, you guys on, on Black Friday. It's like, I mean, UK fans with your football. All right. It was, I, I don't mind the hooliganism, but please, please don't be racist about it. Don't bash Lando about it. What do you got? Do you guys have opinions and thoughts on this? Hit me up at Parker in my firm, eh? On the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But that's it for the news. Well, after being on hiatus for a couple of months, he's back once again and hornier than ever. Get ready for another episode of Crofty's Love Files. on the couch in my office. I needed some rest, but it was hard to relax on the couch. A couch harder than a set of Pirelli hard compound tyres. I was dreaming of a long lost love of mine. Her name was Finger McCracken. A Scottish lass I met when I was picking up some dirty rubber with Paul DeResta. A woman I met at Silverstone and just like Silverstone she had curves in all the right places and a pit entry I wouldn't mind exploring. I woke up stiffer than the front suspension on a Williams and felt like I was about to make it home video with Wiley Reed. But I needed to clear my head. The caseload was building up on my desk like Mercedes trophy cabinet and I needed to start getting to it. But with my mouth drier than the Red Bull ring, I needed to have a drink. See, the streets below were busier than the Austrian Grand Prix qualifying. It was almost as if I could hear Fernando Alonso cursing as he was driving by. I pour a drink and make my way to the window, looking out over the skyline, wondering if I should give Miss Finger McCracken a call. Why bother? She's probably spending her time with Martin Brundle. They all are these days. Man has to wear floaties because he is drowning. It's like his love life is the Malaysian Grand Prix during monsoon season with moisture everywhere. Suddenly there was a knock at my door. I can see the silhouette of a Dutch looking man behind the frosted glass. Come in, I said. Max Verstappen walks in. He was flustered. He was panicked. It was as if he was the Max Verstappen of 2020, not Max, who just went back to back to back wins. He was holding a small child. David Croft, I need your services. Daniel Kvyat has, has come back and stolen Kelly Piquet. She's left me with their child. Please help. You know women better than most and I, I need your help to get her back. I took a swig from my glass. I'd helped Max's father for years. He always seemed to get in trouble with the ladies and it looked like he passed down to his son. Where did this happen? I asked. I'd fear. It was just like the other another situation I was dealing with a few weeks back. Why, why is that important? Just help me. Staffan pleaded. You 
stupid idiot I yelled as I threw the glass against the wall, smashing it to a million pieces. Just like Hamilton's chances of winning in 2021. When I ask you a question, fucking tell me as I'm David fucking Croft. Verstappen was visibly shaken and upset. It was that the chicane? That's why Daniel spotted us and came in and stole Kelly from me? Ah oh, yes, the chicane. Christian Horner's joint. I'll head down there later tonight and ask a few questions. Suddenly a woman comes running into the room. She wore a tight black dress. She was in high heels, looking very unstable and weak at the knees, just the way Crofty likes her. Now, Verstappen, if you wouldn't mind getting the fuck out of my office, I said as I licked my lips, looking directly at the cleavage of the beauty. I just stumbled into my room. I've got a narrow soul of free practice and I wouldn't mind setting some purple sectors with this gorgeous layout. The woman clearly offended by what I had just said. But she didn't want to leave the room. Hey Max, on your way out, can you hit that switch over there? I pull her in and give her a kiss. It's lights out, and away we go. Crofty seems to be back in the game. Will he be able to help Max Verstappen with his Kelly PK problem? And who was this mysterious woman come knocking at his door? Find out on the next exciting episode of Crofty's Love Files. And now, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Now, do I have a stat for you this week? Yes, I've been slack the other weeks bringing the noise today. We start hearing people say the championship is over. It's done and dusted. 2021's over. Start focusing on next year. Max Verstappen. Champ. They're counting the defending champion down and out. But it turns out what they say might be right. They could be correct right here. In the last 10 years of racing, there have only been three other seasons where the points differential between first and second after nine races has been greater. And we think just how dominant Mercedes and Hamilton were in those seasons. Well, this is the fourth worst. There's three others. Only three others. So that means that there have been six seasons in the last decade where the title race has been tighter than it has been this year. And we all know how many of those seasons went. Verstappen currently leads the championship by 32 over Hamilton. The largest was back in 2011 with Vettel having an 80 point lead over Mark Webber. And the closest was in 2018 when Seb Vettel led the championship by a single point over Sir Lewis Hamilton. How's that for your stat of the week? He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, because it's time for... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5. We what? 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 Sorry, what did you just say? Are you saying that I'm doing this Top 5 because I'm lazy and can't put together a proper segment? Yep. So anyway, it is time for... Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 radio calls of the season so far. Vroom, vroom, number five. Lando's lost his talent. Take a listen to Lando Norris as he goes off in last weekend's Austrian Grand Prix and listen to the response when asked if there's any damage. Okay, what damage do you have? Talent. Just the tires are flat spotted. Number four. Cody's top five. George Russell, also from last weekend, scrapes. Like the bottom of his William along the track, he scrapes uh, into Q3. Let's listen to how overjoyed he is there. Talk to me. Talk to me. So it's currently been sent to a through, a through my well done. Come on, boys, on the mediums. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Nice one. Number three. Cody's oh, top, top five. five radio calls of the season so far. I'd have to give it to my boy, my main man. The man who really puts a squeeze in in squeezing, squeezing uh, people on the chest unsolicited. Nikita Mazepin, number three. His radio message. In Monaco, he finds it a little difficult to turn the buttons in Monaco, to turn the knobs. It's hard. Take a listen. You're having a joke. You're having a laugh. You're having a laugh. Take a listen. The default, Charlie, 85 when you can. Driver default, C85 when you can. That's on the MFA rotary to 10 o'clock position. I cannot do it. I cannot do it. Copy that, Maz. If you can move MFA to position C and then select 85 on the dash. Repeat number again. Which number? 85, 85. I cannot do it, man. You are having a f I'm in mono. Number two. Coldies. Coldies. Top five. Top five. Thank you. Sorry, voiceover man. Talk over you there. Number two. Um, I'm sorry. Can you Can you hear me now? Can, can you hear me now? But you answer me. Let's see what Kimi Raikkonen touches to lose that front wing. Back of the car, step over the line as he picked the power up through turn two. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, Kimi? Radio check. Radio check, if you can hear me, I need more charge. Okay, Kimi, box, box, if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? No, negative, negative. I can't hear you. I can hear you now. Yeah, box, box, if you can hear me. Still well here? No, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? No, negative. But you answer still. If you can hear me, Kimi, we will go directly in. Can you hear me? Check. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I'll hear. I hear you. Okay. And number one. Cody's top five. And Cody's top five. The man only asks you to do one simple thing every race. 
connect his damn drink. Kimmy Raikkonen again in Monaco. Must have been a very, very thirsty boy. And a couple of Heineken 0.0s to keep Nico Rosberg happy after that race as they didn't connect the drink again. Have a listen. Okay, Kimmy, that's the checkered flag. Well done. I think it's the best we could do today. We did a good race. So we need more charge. Maximum fuel saving, please. And pick up Robert. Yeah, one thing. Again, the drink pipe came loose in the formation and it's been behind my back the whole race that filter, so I always feel so difficult to put it connected correctly. Okay, copy that. I will have a chat with the guys, see what happens. So ladies and gentlemen, that was Cody's top five. Cody's top five radio calls of the season so far. <laughs> what do you think? Did I miss out on any? Hit it up at Parker in my firm, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into those DMs. I mean, the people that have done it already, you know I'm sitting back, arms wide open, ready to catch you, ready to brace that fall. Make sure you don't hurt yourself. Pat you on the head. Tell you how handsome and pretty you are. Pat you on a little bop bop, send you on your way. But that was Cody's Top 5. Well, we are at the end of episode 54. How have we done that? And we are about to head over to Silverstone for the first sprint race in Formula One. Huge weekend. Full crowd too. It's going to be insane. Hopefully they can live up to the hype and also the, the noise that the Verstappen Dutch Army, the Orange Army, were doing last weekend or two weekends ago. Sorry. We still have one more episode to go before the race weekend where I'll do all my predictions. So if you don't want to miss out on that, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on the podcast listening device of your choosing so you can hear this smooth, sexy sound twice a week. Go to the socials as well at ParkerDinMyFermo and also ParkerDinMyFermo.com to download all the previous episodes. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Network.